Archaeologist Austin Henry Layard arrived in Mosul, Iraq in the 1830s. He was armed with only a few revolvers and a desire to understand the ancient Middle East. His main goal was to uncover the biblical metropolises of Nimrud and Nineveh. The cities once stood as the cultural epicenters for the ancient Assyrians, an advanced civilization that occupied Mesopotamia. Nimrud and Nineveh were said to be beautiful cities filled with ornate buildings, mesmerizing works of art, and an elaborate network of canals. It took years of negotiation with Iraqi officials, but finally, in the summer of 1845, Layard's team began digging. And on the very first day, their excavation proved fruitful. They discovered the ruins of an ancient royal palace. Over the course of their roughly four-year dig, the team went on to unearth several more buildings, including Nineveh's old library, possessing some 30,000 clay tablets. Once translated, they revealed a wealth of information. Things like rituals, court cases, even a collection of the king's deeds. Fragments from seven of those tablets had intricate details about how the world was made. Every culture has a creation story, but this one might be dramatically different for one striking reason. According to some interpreters, the tablet's makers didn't believe they'd been created by a god. They believed they'd been created by aliens from Mars. Welcome to Conspiracy Theories, a Spotify original from ParCast. Every Monday and Wednesday, we dig into the complicated stories behind the world's most controversial events and search for the truth. I'm Carter Roy. And I'm Molly Brandenburg. And neither of us are conspiracy theorists. But we are open-minded, skeptical, and curious. Don't get us wrong. Sometimes the official version is the truth. But sometimes it's not. You can find episodes of Conspiracy Theories and all other Spotify originals from ParCast for free on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is our second episode on the red planet, Mars. In part one, we discussed how Mars' odd rotational pattern helped prove the sun was at the center of the solar system. We also explored the belief that aliens had dug canals on the planet which was later debunked by NASA's Mariner 4 satellite in 1965. But to this day, scientists continue to search for life on the planet. Today, we'll dive into a few conspiracy theories surrounding Mars. We'll determine if NASA's photos captured the ruins of ancient cities and investigate whether Martians helped early man build their own civilizations. And finally, we'll consider if humans or other alien species once waged war on the Red Planet. We'll have all that and more coming up. Stay with us. This episode is brought to you by Terminix. There's one thing we can all agree on. Dealing with pests is a pain. But luckily, Terminix can help. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. With over 95 years of experience, they have what it takes to take on any pest problem fast. So if your home or business has pests, don't stress it. Terminix it. 
Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Bottling everything up can be really bad for you in the long run and have some terrible consequences. And this isn't a conspiracy theory. The more you let things build up, the more of a toll it can take on your mental health. I know for me, in dealing with some traumatic events in my life, I had the tendency to think, well, they've already happened, I'm okay, other people have it worse, it doesn't matter much. And through therapy, was really able to understand how those events impacted me and changed how I'd started to see the world in ways that weren't great and were sometimes making my life worse. So therapy or dealing with any traumatic events you've had might really help you in terms of how you can live in the present moment now. So if you want to give therapy a try, check out BetterHelp. It's entirely online, convenient, and flexible. It's also really easy to get started. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com conspiracy today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash conspiracy. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. In August 1975, NASA launched its Viking 1 mission to Mars. After making a 200 million mile journey, the craft arrived in the planet's orbit on June 19, 1976. Viking 1 took pictures of the Martian surface, specifically an area known as Cydonia. Located in the northern hemisphere, this region of Mars is known for its small hills and valleys, as well as several mesa-like features. Some planetologists believe this area was once covered with vast oceans. If that's true, that would have made Cydonia an ideal place for life to flourish. This brings us to conspiracy theory number one. NASA discovered evidence of an ancient civilization on Mars, but continues to publicly deny its existence. The Viking 1 mission went as anticipated, for about a week. But that changed when a NASA team member spotted something astonishing near Cydonia. Lying face up, jutting out of the sand, was a massive stone head. Or at least, that's what it appeared to be. As a result of the location of the sun in the sky, shadows appeared to be covering the left side of the object, while the right side revealed a mouth, a nose, and an eye. It was perfectly proportioned and looked somewhat regal, similar to the Sphinx in Egypt or the presidents on Mount Rushmore. The image was passed to Dr. Gerald Soffin, one of the Viking Project scientists. The following day, Soffin mentioned the face during a routine press conference, but he didn't seem to believe it was intelligently designed. He dismissed it as a trick of the light. According to Soffin, the structure was just a large plateau. 
He assured reporters that Viking One had snapped more photos of the area a few hours later, but they didn't show any signs of a face. This essentially put the topic to bed, until 35 days later. The Viking One came back with more pictures of Cydonia. Two computer engineers named Vincent DiPietro and Gregory Molinar scanned the new images during their lunch break, and what they found nearly made them choke on their sandwiches. The face was still there. But these images had been taken at completely different times and angles than before. If their occurrence had been a light trick, then it didn't make sense why these facial features were still present. The duo presented their findings at a Mars conference in the early 1980s, but their ideas were met with significant resistance. Another conference removed their names from their list of speakers entirely. At one point, Vincent and Gregory were invited to present their work at a conference organized by the Planetary Community, a group of professional scientists and researchers in the space industry. The invite made the pair feel like they'd finally get the support they needed. However, after they arrived at the conference, they were reportedly told that they wouldn't be allowed to present their paper in an official capacity. It's still unclear today who requested this or even why. But this odd reversal makes me wonder if they were onto something big. Maybe someone was trying to cover up what they had found. Either way, Vincent and Gregory met with a small group of scientists in their hotel room later that night. That's when science writer, reporter, and former consultant for CBS News, Richard Hoagland, saw the images. And from that moment on, he committed himself to solving the mystery. Hoagland needed more evidence to confirm this was an intelligently designed work of art, though. So he and a few other colleagues sharpened the image, hoping to get more detail. The enhancement made it look even more intentional than before. Hoagland scanned other photos of Cydonia and surprisingly found more structures west and south of the face. It almost resembled a city with houses and a walled structure like a fortress. He also found several pyramids, one of which had a five-sided foundation and what looked like a burial mound. Hoagland referred to them collectively as the Cydonia Complex. These structures seem to be arranged in a strategic order. Some edges of the pentagonal pyramid seem to be pointing towards different buildings. What's even more convincing? Well, cities on Earth have similar patterns. For example, in Washington, D.C., the Lincoln Memorial, Washington Monument, and Capitol Building are all aligned. That same precision, alignment, and planning also appeared present in the Cydonia Complex. In the mid to late 1980s, Hoagland tried to get this work published, but he too was laughed out of the room. There was just one expert willing to take his work seriously. Errol Tauron was a cartographer and satellite imagery interpreter for the U.S. government. He'd examined thousands of aerial photographs and understood the differences between artificial and organic structures. To him, the Pentagon and other formations in Cydonia didn't look like they'd been created by nature at all. Except, Torun didn't confirm that they'd been built by an intelligent species either. But that didn't matter to Hoagland. Hearing they weren't organic was good enough. 
Inspired, Hoagland pored over new images as they came in from Mars, like those taken by NASA's Sojourner rover in 1997. Instead of a bird's eye view from the Viking, these images were taken on the ground and had a better view of the Martian soil. Here, Hoagland believed he discovered several more structures, including adobe-like buildings. He proceeded to publish his findings online, but critics from NASA dismissed his claims. They continued to insist they were nothing more than tricks of the light. Incredibly, the curiosity about these structures persisted for decades to come. In 2013, another researcher discovered something in the images taken from the Mars Reconnaissance Orbiter. George Haas, author and founder of the Mars research group known as the Cydonia Institute, noticed what looked like another building protruding from the surface. Only this one was shaped like a giant keyhole, and it was sticking out of a flat lowland region. It seemed totally inorganic, like a mountain in the middle of a cornfield. What's even stranger, similar keyhole structures were also found on Earth. Japan has hundreds of keyhole-shaped mounds rising from the ground. Ancient nomadic peoples built similar structures deep within the deserts of Saudi Arabia. These shapes didn't just appear in nature, they had to be constructed. Hawes and Hoagland weren't alone in their beliefs. In 2016, BBC News reported that the Mars Global Surveyor satellite captured two shocking images, one on Mars and one on its moon, Phobos. In both of these locations, researchers discovered a massive pillar they called a monolith. Both seemed to resemble the Washington Monument, and the structure on Phobos is said to stand about 300 feet tall. Many have argued that such precision didn't happen randomly. Even astronaut Buzz Aldrin questioned the origins of the pillars during an interview. He seemed to hint that they were intelligently designed as well. Although there are some scientists who suspect the monoliths are just boulders that fell from some nearby cliffs. If it happened once, I'd believe that, but for these objects to be on Mars and its moon doesn't seem like mere coincidence. I'm more inclined to think there's evidence of advanced civilization on Mars, and perhaps NASA is trying to cover it up. The face, the pyramids, the Pentagon, they're all way too symmetrical to be random. Plus, as we mentioned, we've seen plenty of these same patterns intelligently designed on Earth. Sure, but it's only human nature to look for synchronicities, even when they don't exist. It's called pareidolia. As a species, we've evolved to become really good at recognizing patterns. So when we find ourselves looking at unfamiliar territory, like Mars, we search for features we recognize. It helps us make sense of our surroundings. Frankly, I don't believe that NASA has found anything intelligently made on Mars. And I surely don't think they're trying to cover it up. If it was true, it would be a massive scientific revelation that the U.S. government would want to take credit for. I think that those formations really are just a trick of the light. So on a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being the highest, I have to give this theory a 3. To be fair, NASA may not have found anything, but there still might have been ancient civilizations on Mars. 
It's an enormous planet, and we've only explored a fraction of it. The chances of it sustaining intelligent life at some point in history are certainly possible, especially if Mars used to be covered with water. I'll give this a 3 out of 10. Just because we haven't found ancient civilizations on Mars doesn't mean they didn't stop by Earth. It's possible they helped design sprawling cities, massive monuments, maybe even connected with humans. Coming up, the mysterious origin of the pyramids and our alien DNA. Every so often, something so impactful happens, it has the power to capture the attention of a whole country. An event so deadly or dumbfounding, it has no choice but to live on in infamy. Hi, Parcasters. It's Ashley Flowers, and I'm exposing the most sinister cases from the darkest corners of the globe in my new true crime limited series, International Infamy. Every Tuesday, come along as I guide you on a wicked world tour. 15 different countries, 15 infamous crimes. Take a trip to Iceland, where six people confessed to a murder that never actually happened. Journey to Mexico, where a Lucha Libre wrestler moonlights as a serial killer. And travel to New Zealand, where two friends hatch a deadly plan to become famous. Each episode of International Infamy explores the twists and turns of a notoriously high-profile case, zeroing in on the cultural details which make the crime unique to its location, and explaining why it couldn't have happened anywhere else. Follow my new Spotify original from ParCast, International Infamy with Ashley Flowers, and catch a new episode every week. Listen free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Terminix. Terminix can't help you solve the world's biggest mysteries or take on alien life. At least, not the ones you're thinking of. But they can help take care of pesky invaders in your home. Like the ants in your kitchen, the roaches under your sink, and the termites in the walls. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. No matter what type of bug it is, they can Terminix it fast with personalized pest care that puts you in control. And with over 95 years of experience, it's no wonder they're trusted by homes and businesses everywhere. So if you have a pest problem, don't stress it. Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com. Now, back to the story. NASA's satellites and rovers have captured some fascinating images of Mars. Some believe these pictures reveal the remnants of an ancient civilization, seeing that the structures are precise, symmetrical, and look a lot like intelligently designed structures we have here on Earth. Which makes you wonder if there was a connection, or even communication, between the planets in the past. This brings us to conspiracy theory number two. Martians helped humans build their own ancient civilizations. In the mid-19th century, British archaeologist Austin Henry Layard uncovered the ancient city of Nineveh in Iraq. It was once a cultural hub for an advanced society known as the Assyrians. 
Layard and his team recovered numerous architectural wonders, including the city's ancient library. The remains of the library were eventually found to hold around 30,000 tablets detailing every aspect of Assyrian life. Among them were fragments from seven panels, which became known as the Tablets of Creation. After translating them, researchers found the tablets told the story of seven figures from a divine race known as the Anunnaki. According to the Assyrians and the Sumerians, whom scholars believe conceived the stories, those beings lived in heaven and created the human species. The mainstream belief is that this is just an exaggerated creation story, but others aren't so sure. Andrew Collins, an expert on ancient cultures, pointed out that the word Anunnaki didn't necessarily mean God. In Sumerian, Collins explains that the term meant sky people, or those that were connected with the stars. Other ancient astronaut theorists also feel that whoever translated the tablets made a mistake. The original interpreters believed one particular Sumerian word meant heaven. However, some modern researchers think the word wasn't religious or spiritual at all. Instead, it could have meant outer space, or more specifically, Mars. In Mesopotamia, there were various depictions of the Anunnaki coming to Earth. Many stone and ceramic pieces show them arriving in winged circles, which ancient astronaut theorists believe may represent a spaceship. Other images depict the Anunnaki speaking with mortals, teaching them how to survive, grow food, even build structures, which is why some wonder if they helped humans establish their own civilizations. But Martians didn't just visit Mesopotamia. They may have visited the Egyptians as well. 4,000 years ago, the Egyptians were one of the most sophisticated cultures in the world. They developed an advanced system of mathematics and construction techniques to build their architectural wonders. What may come as a surprise, though, is that Cairo is thought to originate from an Arabic term, meaning the place of Mars. Presumably, the red planet held special significance in that location. And there are those who suspect that's because Martians helped them advance their society. The largest and most impressive structure in that area is the Great Pyramid of Khufu. Each side is about 755 feet long at its base, which is more than two football fields in length. And it was originally 481 feet tall, about half the height of the Eiffel Tower. It took an estimated 2.3 million stone blocks, with some weighing up to 50 tons each to make. Not to mention, the project was completed in under 20 years. By this point in history, the Egyptians weren't yet using the wheel for construction purposes. So modern researchers have wondered how the Egyptians were able to build something so monumental, especially without adequate tools. According to writer Graham Hancock, it would have been impossible to lift those heavy stones at such extreme angles. This has led Hancock to believe that humans couldn't have moved the massive objects without additional assistance, perhaps from aliens or even their own psychic powers. 
Some theorists have pointed out that one of Egypt's earliest pyramid architects, Imhotep, claimed to receive otherworldly inspiration. Author and publishing executive David Childress is an expert on ancient mysteries. According to him, ancient Egyptians believed that Thoth, the god of learning and the moon, imparted architectural knowledge onto their society. Childress also points out that Thoth is credited as the main architect of the Giza complex. Other theorists believe aliens helped humans with physical labor during construction. It's possible they moved gigantic stones through levitation. Even Herodotus, the renowned ancient Greek historian, suggested the Egyptians received knowledge from the stars on how to levitate stones. But how the Egyptians built the pyramids isn't the only question facing modern scholars. Some wonder why the pyramids were built as well. The common understanding is that the pyramids were used as burial chambers for pharaohs. However, Khufu's body was never found inside the Great Pyramid, despite legends that this is where it was kept. Several other pyramids have turned up empty as well. So perhaps the pyramids didn't serve as tombs at all. Instead, they might have been giant radios. In 1999, an engineer named John Cadman came up with a pretty wild concept. He wondered if the Egyptians might have flooded the pyramids with water from the Nile. As the liquid sloshed around inside, it created vibrations. Building upon Cadman's ideas, other theorists then claimed that these vibrations could be used to send microwave signals into outer space. It's a fascinating hypothesis, but the Egyptians make no mention of this in their records. Although, modern scientists have discovered a few details that Egyptians might have left out of their history books. In addition to their architecture, the Egyptians are known for their hieroglyphic writing. This system uses characters to represent symbols for sounds, pictures, achievements, and history. One of the most striking figures depicted by Egyptians was a pharaoh named Akhenaten. He's drawn with an elongated head, squinting eyes, and slender limbs. His unnatural features have led theorists to speculate Akhenaten may have been a cross between a human and an alien. It may sound unbelievable now, but many other cultures tell stories about the divine or supernatural origins of humans. Japanese mythology stated that their imperial family descended from Amaterasa, the celestial sun goddess. The book of Genesis in the Bible tells the story of the Nephilim, who are believed to resemble semi-gods since, according to some interpretations, they were born to fallen angels who mated with human women. Like the Anunnaki, theorists wonder if these angels and gods may really just be aliens. But alien researchers aren't basing their beliefs solely on ancient artifacts and lore. They're researching human genomes for alien ancestors as well. In 2007, anthropologists from the University of Wisconsin studied the human DNA sequence. They found that beginning 5,000 years ago, human DNA has evolved at a rate that is 100 times faster than any other point in history. According to best-selling author and researcher of ancient civilizations, David Wilcock, 
it's possible that this spike may have occurred because extraterrestrials began breeding with humans during this time. More specifically, the Egyptians, whose kingdom was united around 3100 BCE, actually fit with this timeline. Wilcock may actually be onto something in regard to humans possessing alien genes, just not in the way he thinks. Recent studies have revealed something called ghost DNA hidden in some humans today. In 2020, researchers from UCLA published an analysis of the DNA of 405 individuals. They found evidence that Homo sapiens mated with an unknown species 50,000 years ago. Studies are still in early phases, so it's hard to tell what traits modern humans inherited from this. But some suspect the mysterious genes helped humans survive and adapt. That's an intriguing discovery, but it doesn't explain the elongated skulls we saw in ancient Egypt. That could be a clue to proof of alien DNA. That feature actually has nothing to do with extraterrestrials. Elongating the skull was a relatively well-known practice called artificial cranial deformation. The process consists of binding two pieces of wood around an infant's soft head to mold it. In fact, this was practiced by numerous cultures as a symbol of nobility and wealth. It was a common practice for the Mayan peoples during the first millennium BCE, as well as the Huns in Central Asia in the 4th century CE. That is compelling, but there's one final argument from Martian DNA that we haven't covered yet. Researchers from Harvard have a theory called panspermia. It's the idea that life can spread between planets. As we learned in part one, Mars may have contained microbial life around four billion years ago. Proponents of panspermia believe that a comet impacted the planet and sent debris with those organisms to Earth. From there, the tiny cells multiplied and evolved. And over the course of billions of years, those organisms may have turned into humans, meaning we might be Martians ourselves. Knowing that scientists discovered a meteorite from Mars in Antarctica, the panspermia theory really isn't that far-fetched. But I'm not convinced modern people are the result of crossbreeding between ancient civilizations and aliens. Agreed. But even with addressing the matter of human ancestry, it's still hazy about how or why the Egyptians built the pyramids. Archaeologists are still uncertain on how Egyptians hauled 50-ton rocks up the side of a nearly 500-foot-tall slope, but they do have a theory. They believe the Egyptians built a large ramp that gradually circled up the side of the pyramid. Instead of using wheels, they used sleds to push the rocks up, which wasn't as hard as it sounds. A study from the University of Amsterdam revealed that they might have put slick, wet sand underneath to make the process easier and faster. They might have, but the Egyptians kept detailed records of their process, and they made no mention of a ramp. That's true, but in 2018, researchers found a system very similar to this in a quarry near the pyramids, which means they likely used something just like it to build their structures. 
Frankly, the ancient Egyptians were brilliant. They invented so many things we still use today, from paper and cosmetics to levers and ox-drawn plows. It's unfair for some scientists to claim that they needed supernatural help to build the pyramids. I have to give this conspiracy theory a 1 out of 10. I completely agree that the ancient Egyptians deserve all the credit for their work. However, I still find the possibility that we may be the aliens intriguing. The theories about ghost DNA and panspermia are pretty convincing. And we already know that rocks from Mars could have traveled to Earth with microbial life. I'll have to give this theory a 3 out of 10. Well, I think we can both agree that these ancient civilizations were far more intelligent than we give them credit for. In fact, maybe we're not giving enough credit to our own modern humans. Some theorists suggest we already have the tools to live on Mars with ease. Coming up, a soldier claims he's been to Mars, and it's nothing like NASA says. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all, but it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now back to the story. Some believe the pyramids are a testimony to what humans can achieve when they work together. Others suggest that without the proper tools, they might have relied on otherworldly abilities. But it's possible that aliens never came to Earth, yet we still made contact with them. This brings us to conspiracy theory number three. Humans and aliens have set up camp on Mars, and they may have even engaged in deadly warfare. The story is almost entirely based on the account of a man named Randy Kramer. And while it might seem pretty hard to believe, try and stick with us, because there's some parts of his story that may actually be grounded in reality. Randy Kramer claims when he was a toddler, He was covertly drafted by the U.S. government. Allegedly, they placed him in a program called Moonshadow, along with 300 other children. For years, they trained together as a military unit. In 1987, at the age of 17, Kramer went on to work as an operative for a top-secret division of the U.S. Marines. According to him, it was known as the Special Section and they had a mission for him on Mars. But Kramer didn't reach Mars by ship. Supposedly, he was teleported. His unit was assigned to a base called Forward Station Zebra. 
He and his colleagues were tasked with defending the five other human settlements that had already been established on the Red Planet. The biggest one was called Ares Prime. Apparently, this was where human scientists and engineers worked to extract resources from the planet, materials like iron, titanium, and nickel, and sent them back to Earth. Now, here's where it gets even wilder. According to Kramer, there were two indigenous advanced species living on Mars. Unfortunately, they destroyed their planet during a previous war and were driven underground. Kramer claimed that all the species kept to themselves, and for the most part, they lived in harmony. However, when another species arrived on the planet, they were forced to band together. Inevitably, the humans and cohabiting species thwarted the invaders, but only after a brutal war. When Kramer's mission was up, he said he returned to Earth in 2004. Kramer kept this experience to himself until 2006. At that point, his commanders on Earth supposedly ordered him to share his story, insisting it would improve international unity. So Kramer began speaking out. Now he claims to be a consultant for the armed forces, mainly helping them prepare for alien invasions. Without a doubt, this is a wildly outlandish story. Obviously, there's no indication that mankind has the tools to live on Mars, let alone teleport. But despite these vague anecdotes about missions and wars, there's a reason why Kramer's story is worth examining. Because Mars does show evidence of being a nuclear battlefield, at least at some point in history. John Brandenburg is a physicist who studies the chemicals found in space. In a 2011 interview, he claimed the Martian surface was covered with a thin layer of radioactive material. Some of this was an element known as uranium, a key component in nuclear weapons. He also noticed that there were several craters in the Cydonia region of Mars. He stated that the level of radioactivity also increased here, leading him to believe they were created by some major blast, a nuclear detonation. But there's more. During the Cold War, superpowers like the U.S. and Russia detonated atomic bombs in remote locations constantly. These explosions created a gas isotope known as Xenon-129. Xenon-129 is an unstable isotope, one that appears after a nuclear chain reaction. According to Brandenburg, its presence was found in Chernobyl, Ukraine, after its 1986 catastrophic meltdown. Others have noted its discovery at various atomic test sites. Some believe man-made bombs are the only thing that can create Xenon-129, which makes it all the more confusing that it's found on Mars. In 1976, NASA's Viking 1 mission used a specialized instrument called a mass spectrometer and discovered the compound. The presence of Xenon-129 on Mars is baffling. However, scientists hypothesize there could be naturally occurring nuclear events that might lead to the same effects. Like on June 30, 1908, when a 120-foot-long meteor crashed in Tunguska, Siberia. 
it leveled 80 million trees and sent a 40-mile shockwave throughout the country. Scientists who studied the blast said it had the force of 185 nuclear bombs. While the site was never specifically tested for Xenon-129, Russian scientists did find traces of radioactivity. So it's possible that Mars has the gas due to a few powerful meteors rather than man-made bombs. As for Kramer's story, I don't think anything about it is true. He hasn't presented a shred of evidence. In fact, the Marines don't even have a record of his enlistment. He also claimed that he teleported to Mars. If such technology did exist, I doubt organizations like NASA or SpaceX would spend billions on rockets. This theory is baseless. I have to give it a one. I agree in regard to Kramer, but every theory is grounded in some truth, however small. We know that DARPA, a research division of the U.S. government, continues to develop advanced technology. They've reportedly created cyborg insects and exoskeletons to help soldiers lift heavy objects. So, who knows? Maybe they do have a teleportation device in the works. Because of that, I'll give this theory a generous two. The reality is, there's still so much we don't know about the Red Planet. And now that NASA has confirmed Mars was habitable at one point, a million more questions hang in the balance. For all we know, if there were microorganisms, their descendants may have evolved into something far more advanced, just like humanity here on Earth. There's no telling what NASA and others will find in the future. But one thing's for sure. Mars continues to be full of surprises. Thanks for tuning in to Conspiracy Theories. We'll be back Monday with a new episode. You can find all episodes of Conspiracy Theories and all other Spotify originals from ParCast for free on Spotify. Until then, remember, the truth isn't always the best story. And the official story isn't always the truth. Conspiracy Theories is a Spotify original from ParCast. Executive producers include Max and Ron Cutler. Sound designed by Dick Schroeder, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Trent Williamson, Carly Madden, and Freddie Beckley. This episode of Conspiracy Theories was written by Rob Heckert, with writing assistance by Lori Gottlieb and Mackenzie Moore. Fact-checking by Bennett Logan, and research by Bradley Klein. Conspiracy Theories stars Molly Brandenburg and Carter Roy. Hi, listeners, it's Ashley Flowers, and here's a quick reminder to check out my new True Crime Limited series, International Infamy. Every Tuesday, I'm taking you across the globe to look at 15 of the most notorious crimes from 15 different countries. Some stories are sure to shock, some may leave you stumped, but all are quite the trip. Follow my new series, International Infamy with Ashley Flowers. Listen for free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.